Hello guys. Um yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Um it's been a while. It's been a minute. Um it's been a second. Um yeah. Welcome back to my podcast, Samuel AP here, live and direct. Um and yeah. In today's podcast, let's get straight into this. In today, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Liverpool season thus far. Um, I haven't been active for a while on the podcast, um, and obviously a lot's happened. Uh, we've now played twenty games. We've, we've played twenty games, and obviously we're at the top of the table. And obviously, I think we should discuss that at least. You know, I think we should at least, at, at the very least, try to dissect what that means. You know, why? How are we at? How ah? How are Liverpool at the top of the table? Um, I think probably every single Liverpool fan probably suspected, probably thought that, yeah, you know, we're not gonna, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't think anyone thought that we would be competing for the title this season. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there was an optimistic fan out there. But I think generally, I think <clears throat> uh, most Liverpool fans thought that, um, you know, third place, fourth place, top four at the very least, top four and, you know, some trophies in other cups. And obviously, we are on track for trophies in other cups, but obviously we are on track for the Premier League title, for the, ah, for the Premier League title as well. And so, yeah, I thought I should, we should discuss that and just, um, you know, I'm going to try and be as quick, not as quick, but I'm going to try to be as brief and as succinct as possible. Um, fun fact, actually, so today is the 17th of January. Um, I recorded this very episode yesterday on the 16th. However, when I tried to um, export the audio file onto ACAST, which is the podcast um, uploading platform that I use, um, it was too big. And so I spent like an hour trying to compress the file, trying to, you know, make it smaller. I couldn't do it. So now I'm re-recording for a second time. Um, And yeah. Who knows? It could be a blessing in disguise. Um, you know, maybe maybe last, maybe yesterday's episode was crap. You know, so yeah, it's just take two essentially. Um, and I'm gonna try to be quicker than I because yesterday the episode the episode was actually an hour and nine minutes, and so I'm gonna try to get it down um, because I think I don't think I can you know use yeah export big files right now anyway and i really want to get this episode out as soon as possible and so yeah we're gonna we might be a bit strapped for time please forgive me if i'm not as um detailed and as um in depth as you'd like um it's just that in this particular pod um yeah i may have to be in to be fair i'm aiming for about 40 minutes and, and obviously that's quite a long time that's that that should be enough time to you know summarize Liverpool's season um that's far but yeah just just forgive me if you feel as if i'm rushing or if you feel as if you know yeah i haven't been as um in depth as i would like to be um and so yeah let's just let's get straight into this straight into this um 20 games played and that means we have and obviously we have 45 points um we've won 13 games we've drawn six and we've lost one game that was obviously against tottenham the vr scandal we scored 43 goals and we've let in 18 goals we have the third highest the third joint highest goal scored with 43 city have 48 
Um, Tottenham have 44 and then us and Villa have 43. And then we have 18 goals, which is the least amount of goals conceded. Um, um, and yeah, so that's essentially the league table in its current form. Um, and yeah, um, I just want to yeah discuss a few reasons. You know, some of them will be tactical. Some of them will be, you know... Um, observations from the outside that could be and you know it could be utterly wrong but i still think they hold some value um so yeah i'll say obviously yeah so get straight into this i think the the thing that i want to start with is obviously, is obviously just talking about liverpool subs you know um klopp used a phrase or let me even quote klopp here he said our starters pre- prepare the game and our subs finish the game and i think that's like a really nice succinct and you know uh very very easy way to describe the way Liverpool have been able to use their subs to win games. Um, <clears throat> essentially, um, and as well, the subs are... So, okay, let's get into this. Cool. So, I just want to list three things I think have been crucial in allowing us to really take advantage of uh, the five subs that we have that we that um that all teams have and obviously the added extra time that was implemented this season this season although I don't think it's I think it's kind of slowed down in that aspect but just in general I think yeah the extra time that you know teams are given in stoppage time because of the general crackdown on time wasting obviously the five subs was obviously that was I think that was introduced last season not this season or the season before when yeah whatever it was um yeah so yeah, the fact that Liverpool simply are able to have more time to score a goal is something that has been really helpful in regards to chasing, you know, in regards to winning games. And obviously, I know that might not be like a uh, a really, ooh, that's a really interesting like point. No, it's not. I think it's like a really obvious point, but I think it's worth mentioning because... Um, yeah, we scored I think seventeen goals in the past in the last, I think twenty five minutes or fifteen minutes. Forgive me, but we we we've scored the most last minute goals in the league, and I think a big reason for that is the fact that you know the Premier League. There's been a shift in the conditions that teams now play that team um that teams now play their matches in, and and obviously those conditions are doing wonders for Liverpool essentially um but yeah just aside from that as well if you look at Liverpool's attacking um players the the composition of our attack you've got Jota you've got Nunes you have Diaz you have you've got Jota Nunes no you've got Gakpo Jota Diaz Nunes and Salah that's five um players for for three positions um so literally whenever or this season thus far Liverpool have been able to We've been able to have the luxury of bringing on at least one of them. Um, but essentially, all these players, in more or less, in some form or fashion, they offer you ball striking, they offer you um, ball carrying, and they all, as a unit, whoever, whatever three or four, sometimes we've seen the the four two four with Gakpo um, as the right sided as a right sided midfielder. But what those what those um, attackers give you is ball carrying. Um, ball striking and social affection in transition. Social affection in transition basically means how well does a unit work together to 
um, okay, how well does a unit work together in order to gain an advantage of a situation? So what, so what I mean by that is, let's say one of three v three transitions, you know, uh, for example, uh, maybe uh, Jota might be making a specific run that he knows will be a bit more favourable for Salah to give him the pass. Um, you have, um, if you look at maybe. Um, the fact that sometimes you you might see um, Salah and Diaz, those two in particular, obviously I think they're they are they are our fastest um, transition players. Um, you might see that those two seem to have this really good connection. I think Nunes has assisted Salah uh, x amount of times. I think it's eight, but he assisted them quite a lot of times. And obviously, you can see that that that, that is a connection. They they know how to solve situations um, in transition, especially anyway. Um, better than defenders know how to defend them basically um, this could be done in the form of like a decoy run this could be done in in the form of maybe um, maybe a one-two um, maybe you know yeah just a, a combination of things that these attackers know themselves these attackers know what to do within themselves when they're on transition and um, yeah it's is giving them the the luxury of being devastating in transition. Um, yeah, so I'll say that. Um, that is something, those are the three things that I'll say. Um, ball striker, obviously, you've got Gakpo, who's been, who he's probably one of our best ball strikers off the ball. Um, if you give him space to shoot, uh, more or less, in the penalty box with, you know, with, with enough separation being made you can clearly see that he that he can um, strike the ball obviously you've got Nunes who can carry the ball quickly through the third Salah can do that as well you've got even even if you leave the attackers you've got Sabozlai you um who can carry the ball we're seeing Jones now who's able to make quicker um choices in transitions to get the team up the pitch um obviously you've got um players like um like Elliot um who can further pass in um Trent <laughs> Trent the main guy Trent um especially Trent um he is someone that has the ability to affect the game from deep and so he can ping a pass from 50 yards um he can connect with with his teammate so he might be on the first line and he can connect with his teammate on the last line um, a ball in behind, um, you know, I think the Aston Villa game in particular, we saw how he really did utilise those um, those balls around the corner for Nunes to um, to latch on to. I think we scored a goal. I think that was an on goal, I think, if you guys remember. Um, so, yeah, that's just what one thing that I think has been really good. Like, we are able to play as quickly as as we do. Okay, so, sorry. We're able to play as quick as we... So, the quickness that we play with in the first few minutes of a game, the intensity, the the decisiveness, the clarity, um, we're able to replicate that in the last minutes of games. And obviously, that's been a really, 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 really um, helpful thing um, for Liverpool. Um, even as well, we call it teams um, just cannot, um, they cannot handle the counter press. I think when you bring on players like like a like a Jota, 
someone who's a rabid counter presser, someone who will chase balls down, someone who works hard off the board. These are things that really help the team get over the line and, you know, <clears throat> and essentially, um, yeah, get win games, essentially. Um, and yeah, you look at even about the ball strike and you've got players like Endo who can hit the ball. Look at the Fulham game, you've got Trent, obviously, you've got Elliot, don't forget the Crystal Palace game, um, etc, etc. Um, so yeah, just moving on again um, from that. Um, yeah, I just, I just want to list, obviously, um, talk about the build-up progress, you know. I think that's been a really, really good thing that Liverpool have, you know, been able to build up on, um, to improve on. I, I think, obviously, at the beginning of the season and even before the season started, I think, the build-up was probably one of the biggest issues for me, anyway. I think Liverpool, um, when put under pressure, when, you know, not given the ability, not allowed to turn, not allowed, or basically whenever they have to essentially manipulate a opposition's block in order to get through their press, you know, that's where we struggled. I think um, we often resorted to hoofing it long obviously we we do and obviously we we do get some joy from that obviously we've got Trent who can hit a ball um from literally any angle which helps you've got Van Dyke who can hit a ball um which really helps um but essentially yeah build up was a was an issue and obviously I think as well teams were able to very easily just funnel play out wide um which obviously makes it less optimal to build up and obviously to arrive in the final third. Um, because obviously when you are playing down the wings or, you know, playing down the flanks when you're trying to build up play, it's much easier for the opposition to essentially cut the pitch in half and press you. And obviously I think the saying goes, the touchline is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a defender. I think that's the saying. Um, so yeah, you can essentially use, as the pressing team, you can essentially use the touchline as a defender knowing that um there isn't any space <laughs> there isn't any more space and so yeah the flanks are very very um um they're not quite optimal when building up. i think building through the center um is the way forward is it's it gives you better angles um passing angles um you know you have your um some more passing angles more passing options um and essentially you're able to um if you play in the centre for long enough, so let's say for 10, 30, 20, 30 seconds, for example, and you're able to draw the opposition into the centre, then the flanks are free. You know, then you can release your salas, your, uh, you know, your winger to go 1v1, essentially. So playing for the centre, and obviously going for the centre is actually closer to goal, you know, if you just, I'm saying, so, yeah, it's just a much, it's just a, a really optimal way of, of building up. Um... But obviously, how how have Liverpool been trying to do that? Obviously, we've been trying to do that by obviously um, using, essentially using Trent as a quarterback, as someone who floats around looking for angles within that centre um, space. You know, he might drift around to that right centre space um, in, in a back three or in that... Um, middle quarterback role um obviously he might be in the pivot as well and obviously sometimes he he, he is it's not strict he can he can be out wide in those right back zones but essentially um Liverpool have basically been trying to use Trent trying to move him around in the build up and basically get him facing play get him facing forward basically so basically the plan is to essentially get the ball to Trent and if he can face our goal 
and we and we have runners passes and sorry we have runners and obviously we if if we have options in between the lines that makes it a whole lot easier obviously again you you look at the fact that Trent's gravity players know that he is someone who's capable of playing that extra class players know that you know so <clears throat> he he essentially commands a sense like a a an amount of gravity basically um he draws players in he attracts players he creates space for others with with his movements but obviously players don't want him to get on the ball and so Trent's been a really big reason as to why we've been you know um um, you know, really good in, in border, but at the same time, I have to say that we we have become much more potent. I would say at um, going long and essentially winning those second balls. I think last season, although so I know that I've just kind of like you know, um, I've kind of uh, just um, rubbished playing long essentially but playing long isn't bad in in of itself um no sorry playing playing long isn't bad in in of itself but um not but sorry it, so yeah playing long isn't a bad thing however Liverpool have been able to essentially play long and and essentially gain dominance in those higher zones so you're looking at someone like a, a Nunes who's able to basically command um the ball in the air and um, he's able to bring plays into play um he's able to if he doesn't win the first ball he'll win the second ball and as well i think we're really good at like basically collapsing on the ball essentially when the ball goes high maybe if it's a long ball even if nunez doesn't win it you might have um suppose like or jones or f coming from behind and then you might have Salah trying to um, jump in. And so we're really good on collapsing on the ball and essentially stopping the ball from getting into the opponent's hands. Um, and so, yeah, we've been very, very flexible in the way we've used our ball. So we've been able to use Trent as a really good way of basically getting them to move around, find that space where we can in the centre to face forward and play, play for the lines. Um, and I also think that, um, yeah, going long has been okay as well and to be fair as well i'll say um um sorry um we have so we have been able we have been able um i think especially with jones i think the game that comes to mind here is the arsenal game um essentially we are getting our eights into the game much more potently and it's much more about arriving on not right, I'm sorry, of essentially trying to arrive onto the ball from on the on the on the on the, on the, the defender's blind side, if that makes sense. I'm trying to um figure out how to word it. So essentially especially Jones where we we might play really slowly. Um in fact let me just before I think, let me actually bring up this point. And so, one thing that we that, that we've been really good at in regards to our build up is we've been able to to basically um, stifle. You know, when a team might want to be might want to um, be aggressive in their movements, push up the pitch, and basically press us all the way to the goalkeeper, or maybe press us all the way until the back line, for example. We've been able to really, really temporize play in a manner where, so for example. 
let's say you know we're, we're getting pressed man to man you know team is trying to gain territory up, up up the pitch we've been able to essentially exploit that but going backwards so you know allowing them to press us and then using Allison as that plus one to essentially temporize play to pause stop the game find and and then find the free man um, I think obviously that's where I think Jones especially has been able to really utilize this and, and really use those moments where the team might be pressing high to basically find that space that is left when obviously they do want to um, f- find the space that, that is left when they do um, you know press you know move their block higher uh, and so Trent I mean sorry Jones has been really good in basically arriving onto the ball from the from the defenders um, blind side I hope I make sense here I don't know how to fully explain um, what I mean I, I do actually what what I mean by blind side is arriving on the ball from a from a position or, or an area where the player pressing or the player going for the ball cannot see you essentially um what do you call it so you're you're not easily de- detectable by scanning yeah um, I hope I make sense here. If anyone has any issues with anything I'm saying, if you don't think that I'm making sense, please, 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 yeah, just DM me or at me or whatever. I can, I will, um, yeah, I will explain myself. Um, but I hope it makes sense. And so, yeah, we've been able to basically manipulate um, an op- the opposition's pressure and basically been able to use their pressure as a means to get out, essentially. Before, we, wouldn't, we, we weren't really able to do that. We struggled with doing that but I think that's something that we've been really good at second thing that, that I want to say is that just to um, not to dampen what I've just said about the build up but obviously we have faced teams who whose game plan whose style of play whose philosophy on the day or whatever they want they they see territory you know they don't want to press our first light and obviously that makes it easier for us to play out to play out um, from back I think Liverpool struggle when the ball when sorry when the when teams really want to push up, you know, when want to want to go from, go man for man, really high up, aggressive. I, I think that's where Liverpool may, you know, struggle. Although, you know, that isn't quite an optimal way of going about things because we we can hit you from long. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, it's much easier for us when you when teams see territory. And so, like games like the West Ham game, they were really really shocking with the way they um, see the territory. By the way. Um, um, obviously, West Ham, Everton, Nottingham Forest, Luton, um, Brighton, and Sheffield United. Sorry, Brentford. Sorry, and Sheffield United. Uh, I included Brentford in this because obviously Brentford in the game. Um, yeah, Brentford are a team that press in a mid block, and so they 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 only they only engage when the ball reaches your second line of pressure. Um, they're not a, they did press high but it was very situationally so I wanted to just include them because I think them not really engaging as high as they could have really really helped us to win that game um, but yeah so yeah we've been able to do that obviously with our centre-backs you've got Van Dijk who's been really pro- progressive you've got, you've got Konate who's also been really progressive and so that's been really good to see as well and so um, yeah I think that's what I'll say about a build-up hope that that's been okay and then moving on to our transitions. Transition, transition, transitions. I think I mentioned it briefly in, in, in the beginning. But our transition but our transitions have been deadly. Deadly, deadly, deadly. Um Liverpool are definitely a force to be reckoned with. Um I think Trent's ability to find his teammates from anywhere. One pass, left foot, right foot. It's just obscene. 
It's obscene. There was even a pass that he made against Arsenal. And he made it. And it took me five seconds. And then I said to myself, why did I not just get up and just start clapping there? Like, I, I'm so... I'm so... What's that word? When you're... Um, I'm so um, blunt or not... What's that word? I'm so, like, um, desensitised <laughs> by this guy's passing range. Um, like, it's absolutely insane. And I wish that I still had that, you know, that surge of dopamine that you usually get when he makes a pass like that. Because it's insane. It's insane what he does. Um, and so that's been a real, real big help. And he's really, really stepped up to the play. Obviously, vice captain and stuff. Um, but yeah, he's ability to... To, to reach his teammates from deep is just it's insane and you've got runners like Nunez um obviously we have to be we have to speak about Salah his timing and weight of pass has been it's just it's just out of this world um um yeah he it, I think it's when he releases the ball he releases it at, at the right moment um he has that pass ap- appreciation um he's really someone that has really perfected his game, and I think he perfected his technical side of the game so much that, you know, um, the physical side had to win a bit, you know. But technically, especially on the ball, when he gets the ball with, with time and space or, or in transition, he always tries to make, you know, those... Um, he, sorry, he, he, he always tries to make the right choices, and I think that's really, 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 really valuable. And I think, um, as well, going back again to my earlier point about... about the ball carrier and you've got players now in our squad who basically have who are really really good ball carriers you've got Graven Birch you've got Sabozlai you've got Trent and you've got Gakpo like I think obviously Trent's I, I think people don't really associate you know ball carrying with Trent and obviously you, you can you can even add Nunes here as well Jota for example but um yeah I think Trent's really really improved with, with his ball carrying he's been able to I think he's he's really able to like get the ball at his feet and really make those strides and really, you know, really run and stretch his legs and so I'm really happy about that. Um, yeah. Um, defensive jewels. Defensive jewels, man. I talk about our, our defence, you know, where we are, what, where 18 goals conceded, which is the least in the league. And, oh, I'm, uh, we don't have a six, you know. I, I think every fan thought that, you know, it's going to be tough without a number six to really keep clean sheets, to not let games be open. And obviously, it has been tough. I think it's definitely, definitely, definitely been tough. I think Liverpool, um, especially at, at the beginning, obviously, like, for example, the West Ham game that we won 3-1, we conceded a disgusting amount of, of transitions. Disgusting amount. Fulham game, that was a disgusting amount of transitions. The Brentford game, we conceded a few transitions. Um... But um, what I'll say though is that even though we can see these transitions, I think, I think you know what I'll, I'll say this about this, and I think I'll say that Klopp is probably one of the best managers, or probably the best, the best manager in the world at considering trade offs, trade offs, trade offs, trade offs. So trade offs. So essentially, I I really do believe that Klopp understands that you've got Van Dijk, you've got Konate. You've got Allison. You've got Trent, by the way. Let's not even forget you. And you've got Trent. Those four players that I mentioned, and Robertson, who plays, I can't lie to you. When it comes to running back to goal and defending, 
um, when it comes to you know last line, last ditch attacking. I mean defending it. It seems to me that we are really, really good, really, really good. Um, I think if you guys remember the quote from Allison. Um, no, it was it was from Allison, but Klopp said the quote, and it was he was speaking about when I think Kelleher must have let in a chance. And um, when he first came to the team after Allison got injured, I think Kelleher had a few issues or problems or you know teething issues with his keeping. And I think Klopp came out and said that Allison said that um, that the style of goalkeeping is proactive and front footed. Um, these guys, con- especially Allison, he constantly goes out and sweeps, constantly goes out and meets the danger. And and essentially, I think even in life, like if you if you're someone who's bold and you know you constantly you know run towards um, you know your your trials and tribulations, like you're more likely to you know to to conquer them. Do you know what I mean? Like if you run into the abyss, you know, like you're more likely to to conquer. And I think, yeah. I think Liverpool's um, defenders are excellent at last line defending, and obviously one v ones. You know, Allison hasn't. I mean, um, Van Dijk hasn't been being in these in this season um, in a one v one. I believe Konate is sensational. Um, Allison dominates them. Like we have players who dominate their one v ones, and so we 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 have that luxury of you know. Just maybe we can commit an, an extra player. Just maybe we can be a bit more vertical. And obviously, I think that's one thing that I've learned this season when it comes to Klopp and comes to just football in general, where you have to consider trade-offs. Um, just because a team may be, you know, bad in a certain aspect, you know, it doesn't mean that um, that they're not going to succeed or they're not going to do anything. Or, like, yeah, so... The, I guess the point that I'm making is, is is that there are many factors, you know, included in why a team might be successful, and and one of them is knowing your team strengths and essentially playing to them in the way in in the best way that you can. And I think Klopp's done that with the way he's been able to really bring to the fore how good defensively these guys are in one v ones, in that last line, you know, defending. Um, 50 metres, 25, 30 metres, 40 metres away from your goal. It's just sensational. It's just sensational. And, and obviously, they, these guys have been really, really good in allowing us to sustain pressure in the dying moments of the game. Van Dijk wins headers. You know, when you're... Especially in the dying, mom, especially in the dying moments of a game, teams want to play out. I mean, they, they might want to go long and you need to pick up those second balls. You don't give them a second to breathe, especially when you know that you, you're chasing the game. Um, and so, essentially, I think this is something that we've been really, really, really good in. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Moving on. I feel like I've rambled quite a bit about that. Um, but moving on. Um, yeah, I think as well, again, what I'll say about that is Arteta essentially referred to Liverpool as the best momentum team in Europe. And I think that's probably the best way to characterise Klopp's Liverpool this season. I think momentum is a very is a bit unreliable. You know, you can't always rely on momentum. But I think Klopp has a, has found a way of cultivating an atmosphere, cultivating you know a a team 
that knows how to smell momentum and go for the kill. You look at the Arsenal game, for example, um, in the FA Cup, not even the Premier League, by the way, um, you saw how in that second half, as, as, as soon as we got momentum, like you could just feel a shift. You know, we started playing, I mean, we started playing the ball around, um, you know, I think as well, once we found once we found that joy in going long to Jota and Diaz and basically finding joy, we basically, we, we're very good at milking it and really getting the best out of that, you know, maybe if it's like a 20, 10 minute period of a match that we have that we play really well, we're really good in those moments of being really, really clinical. And obviously as well, if you come to Anfield and you want to, you know, talk about, try to, you know, talk about momentum you know that's probably yeah like especially when Anfield's rocking especially when what do you call it um you know the team is behind I think especially when the the team is behind that's a really really favorable game state for us um I think I mentioned this in my article I think and I mentioned it briefly here I said that um going one down kind of creates very favorable um Sorry, it creates a favourable game state for Liverpool. I think the the way we play, the counter press, you know, the chasing, um, the pressing, the directness, the fast pace, you know, transitions. I think these are all easier to do psychologically when you want to win the game. When you need to, when you need to, to score the goal. Sorry, obviously, of course, we always want to win a game, but. When you need to score a goal, or, in, or when it's getting closer to the dying minutes of the game, <clears throat> I think Liverpool um, have found themselves in very favourable conditions, um, in, and and obviously it's, it's it's giving them that boost. So, for example, I'll, I'll go back to the to the Chelsea first game of the season, Chelsea game. We scored first, one no up, and immediately you saw how the team just dropped. You know, we weren't able to go and press. You know, it, it, it became a bit harder. Because obviously, whenever you, you score first, there's an element of, of thing where you have to control the game now. You can't just keep going. Well, you can, but you have to be a bit more controlled and, you know, be a bit more measured in your approach. You know, if you're one up at that thing. If you, but obviously, if you're losing, you know that it's a bit more easier psychologically to go for the game and, you know, do the things that you want to do. So, so for example, counter-pressing, you know... Yeah, directness, transitions, these are things that are much easier to do when you are chasing the game, essentially. That's why I think Liverpool have. And that's why I think a, a lot of games where, for example, maybe the Fulham game when it, when they when they scored, or when we, um, yeah, when, when we scored, we kind of tailed off, then they came back to the game. So you see those games there, even the, what other game, what other game, what other game... Uh, I can't remember the West Ham game. I know that it it was three one. Okay, wait, well, yeah, whatever. Um, but essentially, yeah, that is what I wanna. Cons- uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. Just just because of time and the fact that I don't know if it's gonna be uploaded. Um, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna do the Q and A. Um. Because I asked you guys to ask me a few questions. Um, so let's get straight into this. Um, yeah. Let's do this. 
So the first question here that I've got is how far do you think we we're away from the finished article seeing as this season has surprised a lot and maybe we're overachieving it in a sense that no one expected will be this good in a transition season. Um I think that we aren't that far away. Um um I think that I don't okay, I still don't know if Liverpool are absolutely seriously title contenders at this point in time. City are two points ahead of us. I mean are two points behind us. Um Arsenal are still there. Yes, they are still there. I know people will say that there, but they're still they're still long to go. And so I think we're probably for me Obviously, we need a DM. I think we need a defender. I think we need a winger. I think if we get three, if we get a someone to accompany Van Dyke, in in the absence of Konate when he gets injured, someone to play as a six, and someone to play as a left winger, or and actually that's even assuming that Salah stays and whatnot. But you get the gist. I think we're not far away. And that's a testament to the team. I think I thought we were further away than we are, um, but. We're not, so I think we're st- we're close. We're close. I think we're we can be if we do our business right. We're probably a window away, um, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'll say that. Um, yeah. Second question. I hope that was that was your question. J seven NFC J seven underscore. Second question from Haynes or Hens underscore four. Um, what is the best way to reintegrate Thiago into a current system since there isn't a nailed-on role which suits his skill set right now? I would say it has to be six for the benefit of the team. I think his best position, his best, best, best position is obviously as a left-sided mid- midfielder. But I think because of the way our squad is composed of, if you play him as the eight, as the left-sided midfielder, you could only really play Endo or McAllister as the six. I don't want to. I don't. And and I think that Jones gives you a bit of mobility. He gives you more ground coverage in that left eight spot. He gives you better counter pressing. Um, and he um yeah I think you want to have two players around Thiago with legs. So Jones and suppose like as the eights with Thiago as the six, and I think allow him to conduct a build up basically. Um, obviously you've got. You, he he will have. You could obviously combat the fact that he might be a, a bit too vertical with his passing because his passing is more suited to being as an eight. Um, but I think if you can, you know, combat that by, by maybe put by, by maybe maybe putting Jones, um, basically ignoring the forgetting about the Trent. Oh, this is like situationally, but I'm saying a way to maybe combat the fact that Jago might be a bit too. To vertical it is maybe playing him and Jones as a pivot in games. Jones to be the safe passer and obviously Thiago to be the the progressor essentially. Um yeah, I'll say that that's that's what I'll say is the best that's what I'll say is the best role for Thiago. And I say what do you put the success of the seasons down to so far? Considering the relatively low mood going into it. Um I would say the mentality. You know, mentality's been insane. The comebacks has been insane. Like it's like title level comebacks, and I think the mentality of the team is just different. I think you've got characters, you've got Sabozla, you've got Nunes, who, by the way, Linger's like 
spews like if you guys watched an interview that I watched by Linger's on Nunes, you can just tell that he you just forget about his his uh, like his ability for now. I'm talking about his 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 mentality. He is yeah, I think Nunes is someone that he really really contributes to the fire that we have. Um yeah, I'll put down to mentality mentality, 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 um yeah. Mentality and, and just them knowing that they need to make up for last season. If you had eleven tolls, would you tell people? This is by underscore Lewis LFC. Um, yes, depending on context. I think if I was in like a, if I was you know, if I was if I was feeling bold on, on the day, maybe or maybe depends. It depends. It depends. I probably, most people wouldn't, but I think I'm old enough to, like, not care about, you know, the, you know, the, the stigma that comes with, you know, having 11 toes, you know? Um, yeah. Second question by MXH Bappe, so Mbappe, ha, ha, ha. Um, can you elaborate why you think we should sell Jota? Ha! And obviously, again, Actually, someone actually asked me as well. I think a lot of people want to know why you want to sell Jota, despite the clear value he has that he brings to our side. So, good question. And obviously, I've been, I've been, you know, I've been harassed—not harassed, but I've been questioned numerous times about my opinion on Jota and why why I, I, I would sell him. And so, yeah, my the Jota. I just want to say first that, that I respect Jota. Um, he's a, he he's a great player. He's not a rubbish player. Um, and yes, he has a clear value. Like, no one who's sane can argue that he doesn't. However, I'm looking at our... I'm looking at... I'm trying to look into the future. Okay, right now, I am talking with, with my sporting director hat on. And essentially, I'm thinking... Liverpool need a left winger who can generate 1v1s on their own. Who can generate situations on their own in that left wing spot. Um, someone who can create chances for Nunes the way Salah can because right now that's not coming. I mean, that right now Nunes isn't Nunes isn't even getting chances from the left. But anyway, whatever. So, um, yeah. So there's a clean need for a one v one winger. So we've got that established. There's a clean need for it. How do we go about doing that? And so I've said in the past that the two players that I think are expendable. In the current Liverpool attacking, in the current Liverpool attacking um, unit is Jota and Diaz. Uh, I think I I, I would I, I think I think most Liverpool fans wouldn't argue with me saying Diaz. Mostly Jota's where it comes in, and obviously it doesn't have anything to do with his ability. I think I've, I've, said, I've said this before. It has nothing to do with, with his ability. It's to do with the fact that we now have Nunes as our main nine, and obviously. You've got Gakpo as your second nine, as a backup left winger as well, and obviously he can fill in as the in midfield as well. But essentially, you've got a backup nine. Essentially, and obviously for me, Jota's best position is as a nine, for me. And so I'm thinking of a future where you know Nunes, um, you know, has been seasoned. You know, he's developed to the point where you know. You don't rely on the Jota the way you might rely on him now. 
Um, and so this is essentially for the future, trying to make space in the squad for a 1v1 winger who can, you know, bring the level of the team up. You know, I think Jota's a great player. I think obviously he's got a clear value. He's a good ball tracker, good in the air, good box instincts. Um, he's a good, he's a good ball carrier, rabid counter presser. But I think um, looking at what the squad needs, someone has to go for that type of And I think no one, no one would argue with Diaz. Um, but obviously Jota, he's 27, I believe. Um, he's aging. Um, I think he would fetch a lot of value, and I think we're able to get a good amount of money for him in order to bring in a good um, enough left winger. But yeah, that's my reasoning. It's essentially a sports director's argument, basically. Um, they were, I'm trying to think about the future. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about how we can fit, yeah, get these final pieces in. And, and I think that we need to rejig our attacking unit. I like, oh, like, although I've been a big fan of it this season, in the future, maybe next season, season after, I think it might lose its effect if we keep it the way it is. And so, yeah, that's my reason for one. So, just so. Um, not sure if that's yeah, but that's my reasoning. Um, yeah, I hope that's been cleared up now. Um, but yeah, so moving on, is Trent's long term future in, in a double pivot so obvious from his interviews and the way he plays that he wants to be in midfield? Do you think that Klopp would permanently do that? If he does, who would be the according transfer targets? So, I don't know, I don't know, I think. His current trajectory, his current trajectory suggests that he is going to be a, um, he is going to be going. He he is going to go into midfield at some point. You know, I think he's playing in centre more and more often. At some point, it's gonna happen. Just don't know when. Who knows? Um, yeah. So I do think it's in the future. Whether or not I would like that for him, I think I should. I, personally, I don't. Mind as long as he's in a position where he can affect the game in the manner that he is doing now and can do, and you know, to a great effect, I'm happy. I don't have really, I'm not really too strict on you know, ah, oh, like I want him to play as a right back or whatever. I just want him just to be in a position where he can affect the game if, if that's at right back, midfield, whatever. Uh, but I think it, if it is, it will definitely be like a double pivot, like you say. Um, he does need, um, and he and he and, and Duve, he's he's a long, long way from perfecting that role, even in its current iteration. Um, even though he's been sensational for us, there are a few things that Trent can do better, and you know that he can, you know, try to uh, improve on, you know, his his um, tendency to be a, a bit too vertical. So sometimes, um, his tendency to um, to be uh, to be a bit too vertical, which, which means that he doesn't he he essentially doesn't understand tempo processing tempo like as in you know when to go when to stop when to he does but not to the extent that he should to play in that role um yeah um um. I've got a question here. If you are cook mullard duck and you are remove fat or keep and cook duck with it and it's long with green beans and is long green beans good with duck bullet? I have not had this dish so I cannot confirm or deny. Um, how do you think the hoarding of our OCMs will end up eventually? Players may seek more game time. 
may seek more playtime and might want to leave. Yes. Essentially, I, I think at some point we're going to have Grav, Grav and Birch, who's, to be fair, he's a bit long away. He's quite away from his, he's still developing and obviously he's quite a long way from being that finished product. But you've got Grav and Birch, you've got Jones, you've got McAllister. At some point, those three players are going to be in their peaks. They're going to want to play every game. And I think it's inevitable that one of them will leave. And I and I hope to God that it isn't Jones or any of the Academy boys. Um, because, yeah, having depth isn't about having numbers there. It, it, it just isn't. I, I know that when we signed Raymond Burks, when, when, when we signed Gakpo, when we signed whoever, players, um, pe- people said, depth, 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 depth is depth. Depth isn't just having numbers. Depth is having um, numbers, yes, but different types of players for the same position who can affect the game in the way you want it. You know, for example, you've got Sabozlai and Elliot for that high eight spot, essentially. Those are essentially two type of players who who essentially um who essentially um you know have different attributes and even if they don't for so for example if we just had Joan and McAllister as our eights as our two, as our like two eights, I'll be happy with that. Do you know what I'm saying? That's depth. You've got two players that you can contribute. They're versatile, um, you know, and you can share game time between them. Now you've got a third player. Do you get what I mean? Then that that's for me that that's where it becomes really, really, really tough to you know sell them, sell players like you know that development that they need. Um, and if I'm honest, I'll say this: this quite this might even sound quite cynical, but Liverpool. I think Klopp, Klopp was, I don't think Klopp had Jones in his long-term plans, even though he had a really great season, um, because you you, you you just don't sign Gravenberch if you if you have someone like Jones, um, you've got McAllister, you've got even Thiago, who's, who's going to come back, you've got Bajetic, who's there, like, where, yeah, that's for another podcast, but, yeah, um, yeah, I think I'm gonna leave it at that for now. I answered like six, seven questions. Um, I got a lot of questions. I was even surprised by them. Um, f- so if I haven't answered your question, I apologize. Um, I will do these more. Um, if you guys enjoyed it, and yeah, um, but yeah, I want to wrap up just so that I can hopefully be able to compress this file to to give it to you guys. Um, but yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, yeah, let me know if you guys want to like uh, if you have if you guys have any specific topics that you want me to discuss in the future regarding Liverpool. I have got a few episodes lined up, so um, yeah, let's hope that, let's let's hope that this is like the run. This is like a start of a consistent run for myself. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, I'll see you guys later, and yeah, adios, take care. Um, yeah, bye.